Welcome to the Pioneer Forage Forum, featuring news and information important to dairy professionals working for successful animal nutrition. Storage time and feeding value is our topic for this edition of Forage Forum. And to find out more, I talked with Pioneer Global Nutritional Sciences Manager, Dr. Bill Mahana. Now that the silage has been harvested, about how long uh, should producers wait to feed it to their animals? You know, there's been a lot of nutritionists that have uh, provided recommendations in terms of how long they like to see the silage sit before it's fed. Most of that's just good observation by nutritionists who know what they're doing, but there hasn't been a whole lot of of research in that regard because, you know, doing these time course studies uh, are rather difficult and expensive to do. But I remember um, years ago a nutritionist who I respect saying, I don't want to feed any silage that hasn't uh, sat until after Christmas. And I thought, you know, that's probably going to make life easier for the nutritionist. That silage will begin to stabilize a bit. And I think what we've seen the uh, literature start to report last year at dairy science meetings, there was a nice paper out of Europe that showed how much the starch and corn silage change in digestibility over time. And again, they were looking at longer time points, like from, say, two months after it was fermented all the way out to 10 months. But I think that early time point is, is, um, is critical in that and that that silage, those organisms are fermenting that product, and we've got to give that time for it to really to stabilize. So it's a more consistent taste and smell for the animals, um, like the old crop corn silage that they had been consuming. Does silage ever completely stabilize when it's fermenting? You know, Cindy, it really doesn't. I remember teaching lectures 20 years ago at the university where we'd pretty much say once we could reach a terminal pH, that crop was pickled and it was done, and it was stable. And what we've really come to realize is that, that couldn't be further from the truth. There's a lot of anaerobic organisms that are continuing to grow in that silage, producing uh, enzymes, changing, producing ethanol uh, that can, that can uh, solubilize some of the protein, and that's where we believe we get a lot of this change in starch digestibility over time. So, no, I don't think, it's, I don't think it ever completely stops. What I do think is important to prevent shrink loss is, is to try to drop the pH as quickly as possible. Uh, work out of Kansas State has shown that 20 years ago again, that one of the advantages of inoculation is if you can drop that pH quickly, you are going to um, conserve more sugars. And if you can find strains in inoculants that will drop that uh, uh, rapidly and use less sugars, that's an advantage at the entrance of feeding value of that silage. But we do know that we get a lot of changes as we're feeding off of the face of these large bunkers. We do know that these organisms are growing uh, in an anaerobic environment. So it never stabilizes. It's always changing. And I think that's something that nutritionists are starting to get a feel for. Again, we've got laboratory tests now available where we can take a sample in the fall, put it in the freezer, take a sample come spring from the same uh, bunker, hopefully it's the same hybrid, and uh, send them into the lab at the same time. And, and again, we've got a direct benchmarking and comparison that things like starch digestibility or stability, aerobic stability, bunk life, um, is changing over time in the in these silages. You mentioned feeding off the face of the bunker. What affects bunk life then? Yeah, there's a lot of factors that can then influence that pack density of the silage, uh, how much uh, you're feeding off per day, how many uh, inches or feet back into that pit you're, you're pulling off every day. There's been a lot of work uh, in the area of these L. buchneri organisms that produce some vinegar or acetic acid during the fermentation process. And that tends to lend a lot of stability to that bunk life 
rather than just all lactic acid that we used to think was the ideal way to, to conserve sugars and ferment that crop quickly, we're understanding that if we've got a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of acetic acid with the lactic acid, that silage is much more stable on the face. And that's become more critical as we've got larger and larger bunkers feeding larger and larger uh, numbers of cattle. So that, I think, is going to be an important consideration. Is not just front-end fermentation, but are you using a product that will give you back-end or feed out a stability of that silage. That's Pioneer Nutrition Sciences Coordinator Dr. Bill Mahana. We invite your feedback, comments, and questions at worlddairydiary.com. I'm Cindy Zimmerman with the Pioneer Forage Forum.